Welcome to the Buck Stops here, the official podcast of NotInHallOfFame.com, and I'm your host, Kurt Buckner, the Buck, the owner and the operator of NotInHallOfFame.com, and the sister sites, the fictitious athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious rock and roll Hall of Fame. It's week one, season 15 of the Hall of Fame show, and there hasn't been a whole lot happening over the last seven days, but, you know, when it's Hall of Fame-related news, you kind of find something, and it's really not that hard if you look hard enough. Uh, There's been a few deaths that we're going to look at. Uh, The unfortunate thing about doing a site... Uh, where you're looking at some of the uh, legends, or future legends rather, is that a lot of them are older, and unfortunately there's been a few passings, and we're going to take a look at that. Uh, We're also going to look at the Basketball Hall of Fame and the new list from NotInHallOfFame.com that's going to be coming out shortly, and uh, the revisions, and we're going to look at the top ten. Evan Nolan from Chicago will be back with me, and uh, we're going to take a look at all the things that we just mentioned and a lot more. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks so much. Evan Nolan, how are we keeping in Chicago? Uh, we are keeping snow free for 24 hours. We had uh, two inches of snow yesterday, and then it melted on tax day, and it looks like we're going to get up to six inches tomorrow. Because if you're in quarantine, why not be stuck inside during a snowstorm in April? It's kind of the, kind of a waste if you're a kid and it's a snow day, though, isn't it? Because I guess school was already canceled. Well, yeah, first of all, two inches of snow will never be a snow day in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> With this, this isn't this isn't Washington D.C., my friend. Uh, in Washington D.C., they'd be abandoning cars on bridges for two inches. Uh, here, 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 it's basically uh, everyone's still walking. You'll be fine. But uh, I gotta remember unusual for April. You gotta remember where I come from, though. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of snow days for us. Although the kids nowadays have a lot more snow days because it's a lot softer from what I'm used to. But then I remember my dad saying the same thing to me. So, Yeah, well, I mean, when you have to walk uphill both ways. so Well, he had no shoes both times, too. So True. Although, I, we were talking about this. This is actually probably my kid's version of that. Like, oh, you're bored? Let me tell you about the time when I was seven years old and couldn't leave my house for three months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to keep things light. And I think we really do, considering that some of the topics that we're going to go into, because uh, it's been a slow news week. Uh, we were sort of hoping that we'd get some informa- or some news from the New England Patriots and their Hall of Fame, but I guess that's not uh, out yet. No, it's, it, it hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened. But... Hopefully that, that'll come soon. Uh, also, I will give, keep everyone updated. There is no snow in Barbados. Although, when you were mentioning two inches of snow, for whatever reason, I remembered Snow, the rapper from Toronto, or the, uh, I guess, whatever he was. You know, the Licky Boom Boom Yeah guy. That's what my wife calls him. <laughs> he, sounded, he liked to sound like he was from Barbados. Yes. Uh, uh, I think it was either his first album or second album that uh, was titled 12 Inches of Snow. I guess there mm-hmm. was a double entendre there that he probably didn't fill up to. <laughs> well, when, when uh, Informer hit number one, you know where he was. In the station? He was, he was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, when Informer, yeah, he was incarcerated. Oh, was he really? Time. Okay. Yeah. Kind of hard to have a follow-up album when you uh, can't get out of the slammer. It's hard to get recording time. Yeah. Well, I bet the acoustics in there are probably pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, – although, and sure enough, I was watching uh, during during the day when I wasn't watching retro sports from 1981. I'm watching Surviving R. Kelly Part 2. And mm. 
Snow's second minor hit, I don't know if that was a hit in the United States, was Legal, featuring the great lyrics, She's legal, tender and fine, which doesn't mm-hmm. really... I don't, I was creeped out then. I'm a lot more creeped out now. I mean, we have a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who once sang, that girl, you'll be a woman soon. So, I mean... Yeah. Uh, that, there's, a long, there's a long history of that. Yeah, that's, in that, music, it's not, it's not just snow. That that's a podcast in itself. I mean, there's another member, uh, Kiss, doing Christine sixteen, featuring with I think in their bridge. She's been around, but she's young and clean. Which, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's actually possible. If you've been around, you can be still young, but I, I don't know. Maybe she just showers a lot. You don't know. You know what I meant. Well, that's that. that well, it's, it's Gene Simmons writing it. I, I think we kind of know what he meant. <laughs> Gene's not exactly the deepest individual. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. and which that with that means it's a perfect segue to sort of do the in memoriam segment. Oh, we do. We do in memorial first. Okay. Yeah. Go I, for it. Who? Yeah, because we've got a, a few – we talked to before. There was a few people I wanted to touch on, and then you brought up a couple that I wasn't thinking of and one that I was going to leave off because I didn't think he was relevant. But I think it brings up some good memories, so let's we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, so right uh, at the start of the week, I think he passed away on Sunday, was former Philadelphia Eagle great Pete Retzlaff. Yeah, um, Pistol Pete, right? Yeah, uh, winner of the a version of a former MVP, uh, I think it was the Burt Bell Award, and it was at 65? 1965, yeah. Yeah, 1965. So, no, really good player. One of the So revered in Philadelphia that he's one of the few to have his number retired who's not a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he, he's definitely someone who should have been considered at some point. It wouldn't have surprised me if he was on the uh, – if he was one of the one of the names on that last centennial class list, he wasn't. But he would have been. He would have been in good company. Yeah, I mean, five time Pro Bowler, member of the nineteen sixty NFL champion Philadelphia Eagles, uh, two time first team All Pro, two time second team All Pro, uh, Burt Bell Award. Um, pretty pretty solid resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then another uh, someone who is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it was kind of eerie because when that happened. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll see who it was and then why it was sort of eerie to me anyway. Uh, so Willie Davis passed away. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame honoree, I want to say 1981. I might be off on that year. Uh, but former Green Bay Packer. Uh, similar to what you just said, another five-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro. Uh, five-time NFL champion. Yeah. I remember the 1960s All-Decade team. Um yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking for what year he actually was elected to the Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, so while you're while you're doing that, so why it was sort of uh, a little bit eerie for me a bit because I'm writing about Willie uh, at the time. I, I learned about his death. I was writing about Willie Davis, uh, the former Los Angeles Dodger. Because I'm. Exp- oh wow! Yeah, we're expanding the baseball list to 300. Ah, and he's one of those guys. It's almost ties in with. Uh, Someone we were talking about not that long ago, Jimmy Wynn, who we sort of uh, both agreed on was sort of like the best player not to get a vote on the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Willie Davis, who had a B, uh, B war of 60, 60.4, I think, didn't even get on the ballot. Wow. And 
you can't even say, well, it's a sabermetric thing. He had two over 2,500 hits. Wow. So there's a guy who had like, he had that tradition, he had the traditional, had two world series rings with the Dodgers. And in 1985, when he was eligible, they didn't even put him on the list, not even on the ballot. So, which sort of makes me think at some point, I'm going to do like an all-star team of players who didn't even get on a ballot. That, that would be interesting. I mean, Jim Deshaies both got on a ballot and got a vote. He had a losing record in the major leagues. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that, that, that is pretty amazing. So when I was writing that up and then I'm, then an alert comes up on, on was it ESPN or NFL.com? I can't remember. And it's like, my first thought was, well, no, he died in 2010. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm writing about uh, the Dodger. Yeah, yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, I, I, I had no idea of that. I was just going back to the Willie Davis who passed away. He was elected in 1981. 1981, yeah. Took me a minute to find it, but he was. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, certainly a legend. The first, the first, the yeah. first African-American captain of the, of the Green Bay Packers and the uh, second African-American member of their board. Oh, so. okay, that I didn't know. I did, I did not know about that latter. I mean, that, that's, uh, it, it's, it's a big loss for... For Green Bay and well, Philadelphia and Green Bay, respectively, uh, two iconic figures in their history, both men who sort of stayed with the team in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two real iconic figures. Uh, another one that uh, passed away, uh, this is sort of a little bit nearer to my heart, the legend uh, WWE Hall of Famer, the legendary Howard Finkel. Yeah, WWE employee number one. Yes, yeah, uh, which... It's mind-boggling in a way. Although I don't know if you know, you've heard they let go of a whole whack of employees. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. I, I was. Um, I told you I have a buddy now who helps set up the events for WWE, and he was going crazy about it. And I said I wouldn't want to be the one who stands in front of Rusev and let them, let him know that he's been uh, let go. He might be okay with that. I think he's been trying to get. I think he was looking for a release for some time. Yeah, I mean that's true. It's just. Just the idea. And then apparently Rusev got a phone call, which is probably the smartest smartest thing to do when you're firing a guy who's like six eight and three hundred twenty pounds rippling muscle. But anyway, the, the interesting thing about him before we go on on uh, Howard Finkel. So with Rusev, uh, when all this sort of happened, he donated twenty or is it twenty or twenty five thousand? I don't know how much anymore. I, I think it was. I think it was twenty. Okay, so yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, twenty thousand dollars to those who were couldn't possibly be employed. At the, in this time, and yeah. then they sort of do that to him. His wife is still employed there. Whether, of course, his on-screen wife is, or no, not his on-screen wife is real life. Real wife is in an on-screen relationship with someone else, mm-hmm. which maybe not such a good thing. That sort of happened. Uh, if you ever look up the old history of Chris Benoit, that's sort of what happened there, where he was. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he was booked into. Uh, a relationship with actually the Booker's wife, the guy who wrote everything, Kevin Sullivan, who, and I guess maybe he shouldn't have written that because he wound up killing her years later, but that's another story for another show. But Finkel, uh, did you, like, I know you're not nearly as big a wrestling fan as I am, but for me, he had like one of the greatest voices for anything I, I'd ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I at least know who Finkel is just from a, a very, very casual fan standpoint. 
Um, yeah, he, he had a spectacular voice and a spectacular mustache. For quite a long time. I know. It, I know it's morphed over time. Uh, it was as he become had less and less hair in his head. He got more and more hair in his face. Uh, but his he had one of the the iconic mustaches of the eighties uh, from when I was a kid. So I never saw him with hair on his head, and I I didn't realize that he's only uh, he only passed away at, at age sixty nine. So I, I should be able to do the math in my head as to when he would have been born. I guess in the early fifties, and the first time I ever saw him would have been the mid eighties. But he already had like the full male p- pattern bald, baldness at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying, too. I mean, I remember with the male pattern baldness of the 80s, but as he went on, he, he got less and less. He, he basically shaved his head at some point. Um, but no, he, he was born in 1950. Uh, he was hired by the WWE as a 25-year-old in 1975. He started ringside announcing in 77. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so then, because uh, on the WWE Network, I've watched some of the old stuff from the 70s, and he had no hair then. So he would have been away in his late 20s. Oh, it happens to some. It does. And, you know, there's all those things I see my bald friends posting on uh, Facebook saying that bald men are more feral and and better lovers. So you never know. Uh, You know, of all the things I sort of read sort of commemorating Howard Finkel, not one sort of touched (laughs) on his sex life. But they were all consistent that he was like the super nicest guy. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I, I've heard, I've seen nothing but good things about him too, and in, in the little bit since he's passed, um, I do have a mini rant about uh, his former employer, however, and, and the whole letting people go here. Oh, go ahead, because uh, I'm, pro- I'm probably in a thousand percent agreement with you. If we're if we're going to take a, a little dump on Vince McMahon, who I I love and hate and respect, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Please, yeah, please can, go ahead. Can we just talk about Vince McMahon's week? Yes. So the beginning of the week, it may have been this week, it may have been the end of last week, regardless, sometime in the last 10 days, he has the XFL go under, right? Declares bankruptcy. He put all the money in. I actually don't blame Vince for this at all. Like the league went under. It was up for a year. All of a sudden, coronavirus happens. They don't get to finish the season. Who knows what's going to happen for next year? The XFL was it was a good failure in a way because it didn't last the second season, but I think it had the possibility to do so mm-hmm. in a non-coronavirus world. I agree. I'm not I'm not going to knock him on that. Is that fair? Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fair. It's I, I don't I don't certainly hold him responsible for that. Although I guess if he's filing bankruptcy, that means that a lot of those employees, I think, uh, one of the biggest debtors uh, was. Jim Zorn and a couple of the other coaches because they were all yeah, and, league and, employees and they don't have secured secured debt and may not get paid. Yes. Right. So, so then he gets himself, uh, na- uh he gets himself named to Trump's, uh, let's restart the economy team along with commissioners of the major sports leagues, I guess. Uh, and then gets the state of Florida, to declare the WWE and a, a what, what is the official term a, a necessary business essentially, uh, so that he can start live events. Yeah, yeah, live events in front of no fans. And what happens as soon as he gets that done? He whacks a whole bunch of folks so that he can. Is he is he putting it on tonight? There, what? When's the next wrestling start? Is it tonight? Uh, there's it's sometime pretty soon. No, they they have three 
well, there are three live shows on television a week still. Uh, Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. I generally – I don't watch them really anymore. I just sort of like will watch them later if I learn something interesting happened. Uh, mm-hmm. e- even with all the coronavirus and all the other stuff and no sports, watching wrestling in an empty arena is just doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. And I, and based on the ratings, I'm not alone in that. Right. Well, uh, but I mean, the other thing is he hasn't whacked any NXT people yet. Yeah. But that's because he hasn't as a show yet. And as soon as he has a show, they, they're talking about him whacking a whole bunch of other people about over this now. Well, he's, no- he's exposing them out for the show for one night. And then he's going to whack a whole bunch of folks. Well, and, and that's – yeah. And actually, he did let go of a few people from, from NXT. Not, not a lot, but – because it wasn't part – it wasn't announced on WWE.com. They just – a lot of that sort of trickled out through social media. But I think the other interesting thing with that is some of the people who we just let go uh, – and it was like I believe like two days after. So three of them got destroyed – or two of them anyway uh, – got destroyed in matches on Monday night. One always loses, but one got carted off. Like it's like, like pretty much doing everything close to a stretcher job. You can't do a stretcher job because you can't have that many other people actually there. But it was – it's really slimy, especially in the same press release that he announced all this, that they had basically a $500 million kind of war chest for this sort of, sort of stuff. So I guess, A, you're trying to soothe the investors – because I think that's sort of the pitfalls of being a publicly traded company. And then B, you've got to like just show that you're cutting back costs because you're a publicly tr- traded company. Mm-hmm. They had the money to sort of do this. Uh, noteworthy is that other wrestling promotions didn't lay off anybody who have no TV now. Like one, the ones in Japan yeah. didn't lay off anybody. Yeah. It's, I feel like I said, I, it, it's a slime move. He, he, it's a slime move, but it's it, he's he's a slimy genius. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say about that guy. It's just the whole week was just weird. He had the most interesting week of anybody not in the government of the United <laughs> States. Like it was, it was just all over the place. Now, can you imagine though that conference call? That Trump had and those, some of the characters that are on that. Yeah, I know. That yeah. So what you have McMahon, Dana White, who I don't know which one of them is slimier when he was trying when Dana White's trying to put something together on on what uh, an island. Yeah. Just so that he could keep going, and I would imagine I'm no doctor, never played one on TV. And what little I know of this virus, I would imagine that if you're going to have it, it's a lot easier to contract it when you're actually sort of like fighting someone as opposed to, I don't know, playing baseball. And maybe you're just tagging Sweat. some. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't Sweat. know. Sweat and blood aren't bodily fluids. Come on. Oh, well, okay. I, then I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> but so you have those two yeah. on the call. Rob yeah. Manfred. Yeah, the, the man who hates baseball. Uh, Gary Bettman. The man who hates hockey. Yeah, and Roger Goodell, who... The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the least charming fence post in uh, football history. Of course, he's... So, they're going to do, like, the NFL draft basically from his basement. Well, that's the one way that he's not going to get booed. 
You don't think there's going to be boot tracks somehow like piped in from outside his house? Are you kidding me? There will be in my audio here on the back, definitely. <laughs> it's uh, and 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 Robert Kraft was on that call as well. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, Robert Kraft and uh, there are a couple others too. There's just like a well, I know Adam Silver was, was which make, but also yeah, the, also the, the commissioner of the WNBA. Like, why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even answer. So I mean, like, and, and, it's, and I'm not. It's not me taking another dump on the WNBA. But let's be honest: if the NBA sort of owns your league, you don't need to be there. You're like, I'll, 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 I'll pass you a note after three o'clock. Just an email's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I wonder. Was the PGA? Is there a PGA commissioner? I should know this, but I don't. Is it Tim Finchin? Is that him? Jay Monahan, yeah. The, I, just, I don't know if you saw the PGA announced that it is re, it's restarting on uh, the middle of June, and that's uh, that's a sport a, you could with do with a practice show, but but with no fans. Which again, in golf, doesn't make any sort of difference. No, um, they they don't necessarily encourage cheering. No, they, so. they they definitely don't. So that yeah, that one that one will be good. But yeah, that would be the one. I I, I could have found a link to that call. I would have loved to have been on that one. Just. The meeting of the minds from top to bottom. <laughs> I would like just like to hear McMahon and Dana White just have a conversation. <laughs> I'm sure they've had many. Yeah, just it would it would just be who could out bluster the other. It'd be kind of hilarious. And they're so. both they're both buddies of Trump, so you put those three together in a room. Yeah, well and that's McMahon's uh, wife was in the Trump administration, so well, also, I think she was the one leading that super PAC in Florida, which I think was like a day later sort of helped get to – which I'm sure connecting the dots in the WWE is considered essential essential work that's employing I don't know how many people right now just for, to, to run that show. But you know, then the other theory is that they're also doing – they're running the, the shows live so that uh, – because the ratings are plummeting on both USA, especially on Fox – who picked up the SmackDown package. If they're running live shows, then they're not breaking their contract. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe the NBA will give us some uh, more three on three tournaments. (laughs) Yeah. I I have to admit, I haven't been watching any of that. I should, but I haven't been. I I think, I think you're fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway, do we want to keep going through yeah. the, uh, the other folks who passed away? Yeah. I, I want to bring up um, one who uh, is probably the greatest racer in F1, uh, never to actually win the championship, and that is uh, the late Sir Sterling Moss, uh, who passed away uh, at the age of 90 earlier this week. Um, he finished up between 1955 and 61. Moss finished second, 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 third, third, third in the F1 championship standings and never actually ended up winning it. Uh, but it's still one of considered, he's in the International Motorsports Hall of Fame and still considered one of the greatest racers of all time, one of England's greatest racers, um, uh, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 90. It's definitely the only person on our list today who's, who's been knighted. So. Hmm. Um, I know I, F, F1 is something I am a 
casual fan of, I, serve, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I lived in Austria yeah, for a summer with family. Um, and the son was into two things, tennis and F1 racing. Um, and so I, uh, kind of got into F1 racing through him. I absolutely loved Ayrton Senna, uh, before Senna had that crash that killed him. Senna was a nut job, really. In retrospect, now that I've seen the races again, he was trying crazy maneuvers he never probably should have done. That's what made him so fantastic. Uh, but, but, uh, Moss is clearly one of the greatest racers in F1 history. So I thought it was at least worth mentioning his passing, even though motorsports is not really something we cover at all. So, no, no, but that that's sort of a good quick file, and I didn't know that much about him. Uh, there yeah. was one guy I was gonna, I didn't think about bringing up, uh, sort of a, a little bit, uh, also, also like Howard Finkel, I kind of grew up with, and I wasn't gonna bring him up, but you suggested that that I do. Uh, former Toronto Blue Jay and for for a cup of for a cup of coffee the Expos uh second baseman Damaso Garcia I saw him at the exi- the Exhibition Stadium which is probably the worst baseball field ever to sort of like be in the majors in the last 50 years has to be I I will take your word for it never having been there but uh yeah, yeah he, he was uh two star <laughs> uh two time all-star um silver slugger award winner in 1982, um, what spent seven years with the Blue Jays, six, seven years with the Blue Jays. There's a Yankee, was brave for a while, ended with the Expos in 1989, which is scarily 31 years ago. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he was a player I remember from my youth, although probably not as much as you do. He's, you probably remember him much like I remember Marty Barrett, uh, just like the mm. solid second yeah. baseman who was on the team for years. Uh, and was just, you know, Several years associated with the team before they moved on to someplace else without ever necessarily being, although he probably had a better career than Barrett. Uh, I mean, two time All Star is probably more than a lot of players have uh, in their career. So, yeah, unfortunately, he passed away in San Pedro de Macorís, although I didn't see what from what at the age of 63. Yeah, I didn't see from what either. It's just uh, for me also, too, it was only a few months after the death of uh, his infield mate, uh, Tony Fernandez. Mm. Yeah, I. You know, I forgot. Did we even mention Tony Fernandez passing no, away? No, we didn't touch it. Not that's on me. Because uh, if we're going to mention Damaso Garcia, like Fernandez was, was a was a much better player. Uh, like three different stints with the Blue Jays. I'm just going off the top of my head from from what I remember. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he was on one of the World Series teams. Might have been on both. Uh, well, yeah, he actually had four different hits in the Blue Jays. It was a four, okay. Um, uh, yeah. well, well over uh, 2,000 hits, if I remember correctly. Uh, so here's, here's, uh, here's Tony Fernandez's uh, uh, teams. 83 to 90, he was in the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. 91 to 92, he was on those crazily good Padres teams that had like the six all-stars that they ended up breaking up without really doing anything. 93 with the Mets, 93 with the Blue Jays, 94 with the Reds, 95 with the Yankees, didn't play in 96, 97 with the Indians, 98, 99 with the Blue Jays, uh, 2000 with the Cebu Lions over in Japan, and 01 with the uh, Brewers before finishing with the Blue Jays. And so, what's his total career hits? Uh, let's see, five-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner. Um, trying to find his all-time career hits here. Twenty-two seventy-six. All right, so yeah, so you, you like, career, yeah. career two eighty-eight hitter. 
Yeah. Uh, so like putting that in sort of uh, perspective for me, that was my trammel. Like that, that was my trammel Whitaker growing up. Right. But, and actually, interestingly, he is also the, the Wally Pip to Derek Jeter. Oh, cause he didn't play in 96 cause he got injured in spring training. So the Yankees called up a, there, a young prospect named Derek Jeter to take his position. I wonder if that what, – what year do you think he started giving gift baskets? <laughs> 19, what year was he born? Um, yeah. So, no. <laughs> yeah, 19, 1996 was uh, – he was uh, going into the season to be the starting uh, shortstop for the Yankees, got injured, and Jeter was called up. So there you go. And there was another player you wanted to mention. Uh, yeah, um, another second baseman. Uh, this guy, a four-time All-Star um, and uh, Gold Glove Award winner for the Chicago Cubs mostly, although he had a cup of coffee with the Pirates, uh, Glenn Beckert. Uh, he was a 283 hitter. Um, again, not, not close to Hall of Famer, but uh, was uh, played 11, 11 years, had 1,400 hits, um, a four-time, four-time All-Star, which is nothing to sneeze at. Um, and, uh, unfortunately passed away a couple days ago, the age of 73. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sort of, sort of funny too, or not funny. Uh, sort of, can't think we can't really talk about people dying. And then I segue with, you know, something funny, but <laughs> I never said I was good at this. When we were talking before about like, I wanted to sort of like come up with like the, this fictional or this fictional all-star team of people who never got a vote. I want to sort of the counter that with the, with a bunch of all multi-time all-stars who had no business being all-stars and sort of like the worst okay. ones. Uh, just the first thing that always comes up in mind, I know this is not something we sort of set out to do, but Sandy Alomar always comes to mind when I think of these multi five times, like I think he went, like went to seven all-star, he kept getting, elect chosen for all-star games. And I think they just, people thought, Oh, it's Roberto. Oh, here he is again. Yeah. Uh, Sammy All-Star Games for Sandy Alomar. Yeah, then look up his war, which I think is well under 20. He's a seven-time All-Star, I think. Voted in mm. most of the time. Played from 88 to 2007. Six-time All-Star. Six-time, all right. Na- 90 to 92 and 96 to 98. Uh, a rookie, AL Rookie of the Year and Gold Club Award winner in 1990. So, there you go. Let's see here. Baseball reference. Sandy Alomar. This is good, this is good podcast right here. This is <laughs> the stuff people come to come to look uh, to, to listen to. Well, you know, um, like Google searches, but it, we're doing Google searches of something they may not be doing Google searches of at this time. But that, well, that is true. And if they are, I question what they're doing. Uh, according according to Jaws. He is the 134th greatest catcher in Major League Baseball. Um, he has a 53.6 career war. Um, let's see. No, that can't be right. Yeah, 53.6 of the 34.8. Sandy Elmer? Yeah. Sandy Elmer Jr. Yeah. All right. Pardon the typing here. Is he better than I remembered? He might be. No, okay. Is... Okay, it's 
Yeah, why does it say that? I, I see that, and then I go up, and for the low, oh, 13.7. I'm sorry. I'm reading this wrong. Okay. I read the line below it. Uh, so the 53.6 is the average Hall of Famer. He's at 13.7. Okay. I apologize. All right. No, I, 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 I read the line below that it, where I was supposed to be reading. Evan, I was about to question everything I remembered in the 90s, and then I'm trying to think, <laughs> like, what year did I start doing cocaine? Well, I know it wasn't that year. <laughs> well, I mean, what what... What year was it? did snow hit the islands? No, sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, most most similar by ages. His his comparison here are uh, Benji Molina, Ronnie Polino, Darren Fletcher, the great Don Slot, <laughs> Ernie Witt. Uh, yeah, Ernie Witt, Suzuki, Mike Lieberthal, or Lieberthal, Frankie Hayes, Terry Kennedy, Jonathan Lucroy. Like no, yeah. Probably true that he is one of the uh, most Hall of Famed or most uh, All Star Gamed players who definitely did deserve it. So I, I don't know how we segued here with bringing up Ernie Witt. That's the third Blue Jays catcher from the eighty or third Blue Jay from the eighties. Yeah, I, can I just bring up Pat Borders again? I, lo- I loved his batting stance. Anyway, <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, what was the other uh, topic you wanted to discuss today? Yeah, uh, it's not up yet, but it will be. Uh, the basketball. We talked about the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, last week, and one great thing about basketball is there's not that many players, so review, or revising the core list doesn't take too long. And I thought we'd go we'd go through a bit of that if you like. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, it, th- this is all blind to me. I have up your. Your list from last year and the uh, NBA reference for who retired in 2017. So yeah, there's only that's one all the information I have. Only one new entry, and I'm sure you already no, know who the, that is. In the top ten, there's only one new entry in your whole list. Yeah. Really? Really? So you don't you don't have any uh, Deron Williams, no Monte Ellis, um, no who else? Well, that no, year? okay, they are, but they're low. Oh, okay, I was going to say Meta World Peace. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, but they're, they're not. They're not going to get anywhere. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah, okay. it's just the one. Uh, which got it. I'm sure you know who that is. It's Paul Pierce. That num- number thirty four. Yeah, and yeah. He, he takes over at number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess that makes sense. So you have him above Bosch. That was going to be my question. Yeah, yeah. So Bosch, although he goes up from number four to number two. Because uh, I think Pierce, uh-huh. uh, Pierce and Bosch have, have very similar careers when, when you look at it. I think Pierce was the better overall player that, than Bosch, not by much. Uh-huh. If, if people want to convince me that Bosch is over, should be over Pierce, I'll listen. Uh-huh. I don't. So we'll, yeah, I mean, Pierce is one of my favorite Boston athletes of all time. Um, so. Uh, I, I personally believe he's better than Bosch, but that might also be colored by the fact that Bosch is most famous for being a third banana on multiple championship teams, whereas Pierce was probably either 1A or 1B or, or, or second banana on a, a single championship team. Mm-hmm. So he seems a step up, even if he may not necessarily be. I, I think, although with his performance in the, the horse competition, that may, have, that may hurt him. How did he do? I, I again, I, I didn't see any. Of it that. was it was only what I watched. It was bad. Um, so I'll take it. He lost. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'll take it. He lost. 
He did. Um, so yeah, so I, I would put Pierce over Bosch, but I can, I, that's at least a discussion that doesn't offend me. So, mm-hmm. well, and I think both, and I think you, you can agree with me on this, both, uh, Pierce and Bosch, they're getting in, uh, next year. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be the class. Uh, and there are going to be other people too, but that's going to be the headline. Mm-hmm. So yes. And uh, just before I go any further, just a reminder to those who are sort of new. Uh, at present, we're not ranking uh, female players or coaches. Uh, that might happen down mm-hmm. in, in the future. So this is just uh, a male player list only, uh, which does yep. also factor anything they might do in co- college or internationally. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Wow. Yeah, number three um, is. I think he's always going to be on this list. Going up for number five. Uh, oh, should also mention that the top three: Duncan, Bryant, and Garnett, uh, are all been have all been removed for obvious reasons. So, uh, moving up a couple spots. I mean, everyone should move up. And if they didn't, that means uh, some of the votes that have come in have impacted this because your votes are important. That's why they're up there. Uh, so going from five to three is Chris Weber who I think is yeah. perpetually penalized for Michigan and for the booster. Not, not, not for the timeout. It's all for the, it's all for the boosters or booster. Yeah. I mean, the timeout doesn't help, but no, I, I'd agree. It's, it's all, it's all the breaking up of the fab five and everything mm-hmm. that happened. Um, he's not getting in this year. Next year might be interesting. Um, just because the top, the top at least points person for next season is Joe Johnson, uh, another former Celtic draft pick who Rick Pitino and his infinite wisdom traded for a bucket of balls. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll forget with Joe Johnson being your headliner. Um, it's, I mean, you got Joe Johnson, Jason Terry, Zach Randolph, Richard Jefferson, Al Jefferson. Man, well, I guess Manu Ginobili is probably. I was just going. I just listed them by points, but Manu's probably going to get in before any of those other folks, even though he's way behind the points. Yeah, but the, uh, the international his, his international stuff will count a lot, right? So I guess Manu is going to be your your headliner. Um, that might help Weber a little bit because if you're comparing Weber and Joe Johnson, I don't think there's anyone who believes, regardless of how many points each of them has that Joe Johnson was a superior basketball player to Chris Weber. No, no, definitely not. Uh, so n- new number four is Ben Wallace uh, coming up from number six. I was thinking about this. There's nobody, unless I'm way off on this, but I, I don't think I am. There's nobody on that 2004 Pistons team in, and it's possible that there may never be. Wallace isn't a lock. Yeah. Yeah. So who, I mean, Tayshaun Prince is never getting in. Uh, I mean, is Billups? Is, Billups has got to be your Billups and Wallace. They got to be your two closest, right? Yeah, yeah. Billups, uh, he's number eleven. So yeah, it's really just those two. Uh, I mean, there's Rashid Wallace, but right. I, Rashid was a hell of a basketball player, but he was considered too crazy to yeah, get in. Yeah, and he's he, remembered mostly for his craziness more than anything else. King of the personal fouls, yes. Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm looking at that. That team. Oh, that's some great names that 2014. Cordis Williamson. Uh, Darko Milicic. Uh, uh, was Darko on the team? Yeah, yeah, he was drafted that year. Oh, wait, was he? Mm-hmm. No, no, he wasn't. Sorry. No, no he was drafted. He what? Was he or was he drafted the year? No, he was drafted. 
that year because it's part of the two thousand. He was drafted. Oh no, there he is. Yeah, no, he was a rookie. You're right. So okay. there's Darko. Yeah, Mehmet Okur is on that team. Bobby Sura, uh, Eldon Campbell, the elder Eldon Campbell, the man who was 800 years old his entire career. <laughs> uh, Hubert Davis. Uh, yeah, Darvin Ham. I remember him from Texas Tech days. Yeah, Rip Hamilton. I don't know. Hamilton's probably not getting in either. So yeah, I mean that's it. Billups and Wallace are your with Rashid being your next best choice. Like those are the only three I think you really have a shot because I don't think Rip Hamilton or Tayshawn Prince is or is ever get or Lindsey Hunter is ever getting in. So yeah, and it's it's possible that they may never see. I mean, they they think at one point one of them will. I like I, I'd like to see Wallace personally, just maybe because I'm old and I love defense. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that's where that stands. Uh, moving up, mostly because the votes are on him are so strong. Uh, eight to five, Sean Kemp, the Rain Man. Yeah, one of the most dominant players in NBA Jam, certainly. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's played yeah, as a Sonics too. <laughs> yeah. A, uh, a hell of a basketball player for a while. Uh, him, he and Peyton were incredible out there in Seattle, but then he moved to Cleveland and got super, super heavy and was just not the same player. But yeah, he, as for a peak, uh, Sean Kemp is pretty much as good as there was. You know, we always talk about people who snorted their way out of the Hall of Fame or played their way out. You think Sean Kemp might be someone who ate his way out of the Hall of Fame? Entirely possible. Yeah, it's, it's entirely possible. He just he just ballooned in size. Started looking like uh, Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> uh, moving up from nine. Dawkins. Oh God, yeah. Now I've got memories of an early Raptor, even the, uh, Oliver Miller. I remember Oliver Miller. You know, one of our first. Yeah, big, big Big Baby Davis for the Celtics in their years. Oh yes, yes, yes. Where Where is he now? If he had, uh, he's been out of the league for a little bit here. Uh, playing where's here. Glenn Davis now? Glenn Big Baby Davis. I just I just love saying that nickname. I don't know why. It's not even a good nickname, but I love it. Yeah, his last year in the NBA was 2015 with the Clippers. He's most recently played with the St. John's Edge, whatever that is. The hell's that? St. John's Edge. They are Division Three, based in based in Newfoundland and Labrador, St. John's, Canadian professional basketball team. Oh dear God! To play in, in the NBL of Canada. Wow! There you go. Did you even know that was a thing? They have eight teams. Yeah, I, I knew. Where do, I knew about that league? Where I, do you think? Where do you think the eight teams are for the NBA of or the NBL of Canada? All right, I know there used to be one in London, Ontario. There is one in London, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, if, if I remember right, because I think I was looking they, up they Michael the, Ray they, Richardson. They the London Lightning. Yeah, because I, I used to have to go to London, Ontario quite a bit in my old uh, sales days. Uh, okay, the rest I'll have to take guesses here because that, that's all the only one I knew for sure. And yeah, useless fact, I know Michael Ray Richardson, uh, he talked about snorting himself out of the Hall of Fame, was was their head coach at one mm-hmm. point. Because I remember looking that oh, up. Interesting. Yeah, I remember looking that up once. Hmm. 
All right, St. John. Uh, okay, so if there's one in St. John, there's got to be more in the Maritimes. Uh, Fredericton? Nope. Halifax? Halifax. We got the Halifax Hurricanes. Okay. Uh, Alaska Hinter, are there any in Quebec? No. Didn't think so. It's all Ontario or Maritime. Oh, okay. All right, so if there's more in Ontario, there's not one in Toronto. Uh, there couldn't be. Nope. I'm pretty sure there's not one in Hamilton. Uh, St. Catharines? Nope. Windsor? Windsor. You have the Windsor Express. Okay. All right, Windsor, London. Is it like four and four? It's four and four. Okay. So, so okay, do, I put you, do you want to put you out of your misery or do you want to keep going? I'm in Ontario. I'm from Ontario, so I got, I got to come up. I'm going to try a couple more here. Uh, Niagara Falls? Nope. Uh, Chatham. It's too small. Kingston? Nope. All right, then I'll just go with the on the other side. Uh, Moncton? Moncton, yep. Uh, Moncton, Brunswick, the Moncton Magic. All right. So. Uh, playing in the 8,800-seat Avenir Center. Uh, and then Sydney, Nova Scotia. Uh, no, it's, uh, the other one is in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Oh, I didn't even think that would be, okay. So what's the one at, in Ontario the, I didn't get? At, at the East League Center, with a capacity of 3,717, um, also known as a Division Three gym. Um, so the other two are the, the Sudbury Five, playing Greater Sudbury, and the KW Titans who play in Kitchener. Okay. Sudbury, I had to spend some time in my old days also going to Sudbury, where pretty much everyone there talks about how they used to know Shania Twain. <laughs> that don't impress me much, my friend. No. Damn it. I'm not going to come up with anything better than that. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, so other teams, former teams, by the way, were the Brampton A's, the Orangeville A's, the Cape Breton Highlanders, the Halifax Rainmen, Oshawa Power, the Mississauga Power, Moncton Miracles, Montreal Jazz. Niagara River Lions, Ottawa Skyhawks, Quebec Tebs, uh, St. John's Mill Rats, the St. John Riptide, and the Summerside Storm. Okay. There you go. All, right. All former teams. So the Canadian Basketball League has now had more press coverage in the United States than it has ever had. <laughs> and it'll only take two people listening to this for that to happen. There, there you go. And Love I'm going to listen. So that's only, we only need one of the first. Nice. Love it. Well, you're married. You, you can force yeah. her to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, like my wife wants to listen to me any more than Shirty does. Your wife too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so before we dig ourselves even deeper in our domestic situations, uh, Max Zeslovsky, mm-hmm. who keeps getting such high vote voter turnout on, on this site, incredible considering I don't think that many people ever, ever saw him play. Uh, uh, goes from nine to six, his highest ever rank. Mark Aguirre from ten to seven. Tim Hardaway eleven mm-hmm. to eight. Uh, Lou Hudson Rockets from sixteen to nine, and Bob Dandridge thirteen to ten. So did did uh, did I miss Amari? Did Amari drop out? He plummeted from Was seven to sixteen. Interesting. Yeah, well, the votes on him were horrible. Got to, and you know, I have to respect that. 
Uh, I don't see him dropping any further. Uh, I know there's a lot of hatred towards Amari, but uh, you know things have to be kept in perspective. But I got to respect the votes too, and his votes were off. Right. Just interesting because Amari. I don't know if you've been watching any of or listen to any of the ringers redraftables where they're going back through each of the individual drafts uh, from 1996 on. If not, it's a, it's a good way to spend some time and you can see just how bad that how the, I'm still not sure how the NBA survived the 2000 draft with how bad it was. Uh, but they just redid the 2002 draft mm-hmm. and Amari was their number one overall pick out of that draft in the redraft. That's uh, Yao Ming's draft. Yao Ming, Jay Williams, all sorts of people got injured early, but Amari was by far the best player of that draft. So it's just interesting. Yeah. If I was a coach, I'd rather have Amari. If I was the, if I was the owner, I guess I'd rather have Yao because you want that China money. Well, certainly if if you're the marketer, you definitely want Yao. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just going back to that draft, um, Amari was the ninth pick to, to Phoenix and, I mean, the, the top 10 of that draft is Yao Ming, Jay Williams, Mike Dunleavy, uh, Drew Gooden, and the immortal Nicholas Tikkashvili. <laughs> I uh, remember that guy, yeah. <laughs> a man who just needed six year letters in his name. He could have eliminated six letters. Uh, and uh, we need that. Oh, by the way, this is all completely off topic. Uh, do you know who the comedian Gary Goldman is? Gary Goldman, G U L M A N doesn't ring a bell. No. Okay. I'm going to send you, cause I was Nicholas Tickerick really is the one who just brought me there. He has a five minute standup routine that he did on Conan a few years ago that I go back to and watch once a month because I think it is like the single most tight, hilarious, uh, smart, uh, set of all time. And it's all about a documentary he made up about them coming up with the two-letter postal abbreviations for the 50 states. Okay. I'm in. I know that sounds crazy. Go watch it. It was five minutes completely worth your time because he brings up the guy who, uh, who uh, invented like, all of the major contractions in English, which makes me think of like how that guy would have just taken that name and eliminated like six letters. So anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, Tikkadish Vili, uh, I know it's not hard to pronounce his name, but it's how I'm going to pronounce his name. Uh, Dewan Wagner, Nene Hilario, Chris Wilcox, Mari Stoudemire, Karan Butler. I mean, that is, that is, uh, it's not, and it's not even close. Actually, the, the number one, uh, in terms of win shares, Amari's got 92, which is way up there. Number two in that class is actually the 35th pick, who is Carlos Boozer. Yep. At 80.3. Okay, and, and here's another interesting thing, too. Boozer plummeted also, too. He got, he got so his votes, let me find him. He he got no love from all of you. Man, I have to scroll down so far to find where the hell you guys have dropped them to. Because those are the two biggest plummets. Uh, interesting. So the two best players of the 2002 draft. Yeah, 23 to 41. That is a big drop. That is a massively big drop. I, no, I don't think that Boozer is in any way, shape, or form a Hall of Famer, but he was certainly a very good player for a long period of time for multiple teams. I think people are uh, still hating on him for. Do you remember that day he painted on his hair? No. Okay, so I'll, I'll look up that. Though what you uh, you've asked me to do, uh, just. Mm-hmm. 
Carlos Boozer, uh, I, I, I can't even describe it. You, if you, I, I think if you just come up with Carlos Boozer and paint hair or something, it's going to come up. I think he was with the Bulls at the time, and he was always sort of like had this receding hairline, and then all of a sudden he he looked like he drew. Sharp. Oh wow! Okay, you're seeing it, yeah. So it looked like he just sort of like put a sharpie all over his head. Yeah, the the picture I have here is someone taking a picture off an old TV screen for it, but he looks like there's a terrible kids show uh, called Lazy Town. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy, who unfortunately the actor just passed away, uh, not that old. Uh, the the bad guy uh, was like forty five and died of cancer. But he, the, all the characters who aren't full humans are like half plasticky things, and it looks like the hair that would come. It looks like the, It looks like one of those Playmobil little figures that the hair is replaceable on top of, and you just push it on top. That's what that looks like. That's that's ridiculous. I don't know how I don't remember that, but wow. Yeah, it's one of the the scariest things I've ever seen. I actually remember for, at the time I saw that I was actually at a bar with a buddy of mine, and we're just uh, you know finding a bar that will play basketball instead of hockey. I mean, a it's got to be a sports bar. B a sports bar that not a lot of people seem to go to <laughs> to get to get basketball on over hockey in Canada. But yeah, we we found this one, uh, and yeah, we, I, we're still looking at each other like, is, are we really seeing this? Because it was just the scariest yeah. thing I ever saw. Someone just sent me a text message with a phone number I don't know saying, is this still Evan Nolan? If it is, we miss you. Click the link, MFR, uh, to a Zoom meeting. Do you think I should do it? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I should either. But it's just really, really funny. I was like, wait, I'm getting all these messages in a row. Why? Well, so. I, I, I have yet to click any of the ones, uh, all the emails I get about, it's, it's so funny. I, I get, I'll get an email about penis enlargement followed by something looking me to go and find a Russian bride. It's like, I guess they're connected. <laughs> my, my, my wife got one this week from someone using her own email address, emailing it to her own email address, saying that, it's possible your email account has been hacked. Oh, yeah. This, okay. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, uh-huh, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, a lot of those ones are those. Uh, yeah, because I, I got one, that, that stuff too, and I got like 10 in a week. And it was also like, well, we, we hacked you watching porn. And then we took a, a video of you watching whatever porn it was you're watching, blah, blah, blah. A, I don't watch porn on my computer. I'll find other ways to do it. <laughs> and B, yeah. it's like, okay, really? And, and, then, and then I looked all this stuff up, and apparently a whole whack of people were falling for that too. Yeah, it's amazing what people will fall for. Did you ever see the movie Inside Man or read the book? Or not Inside Man, The Insider. Uh, heard of it, but no, I, I haven't seen it. It's a Matt Damon movie, but the book is ridiculous. The, the, whole, the whole book is basically about a guy who fell for the Nigerian prince hoax and his desperate attempts to cover it up. Okay, I, I'm in. I, I'm all in on that. Yeah, because I still get all those <laughs> yeah. all the time, too. I got, I got to meet yeah, somebody a, who's fallen for this. Well, you just read. I, I, the movie's okay, but the book, you're just like, what is going on? I don't understand why this guy is doing any of these things. Like, why are you screwing at the FBI like this? So, 
Uh, anyway, but going back to the Zoom thing for a second, I don't know if you saw this either. Uh, did you see uh, Katie Nolan uh, had a Zoom conference with some of her ESPN colleagues, and they had a they had a competition to see who could come up with the biggest celebrity to join their Zoom meeting. No, so who did she get? That, that's that's another one that you should watch. They uh, they agreed on a message ahead of time, just saying, "Hey, can you jump out of the Zoom meeting real quickly?" Uh, I'll tell you why when you get there and just to see who would show up. And they got like Dwayne Wade and Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ryan Leaf. Uh, and it was, it was pretty hilarious. They were for like an hour and people would just pop in and out. Uh, the, the Shib Sibs, uh, figure skating, uh, American figure skating, uh, duo were there for a while. It was, it's actually pretty entertaining to see who will pop in all of a sudden. You're like, Oh my God, wait, who is this? Um, and then of course there's like Bob Lee and a few other ESPN people, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of entertaining as well. I can't imagine the drop off there just when you went from Dwayne Wade, Hamilton, and then Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Well, Ryan Leaf was not there for long, but, uh, yeah, Dwayne Wade and and Lynn Miranda were definitely the top two people. I was reading, it's just funny to bring up Leaf. I was, uh, cause I want to try and get better at my ES, um, my fantasy football thing. And I always suck. I never win. And ESPN had this one article today. It was the worst uh, fantasy football stats ever. And who is who is it as a quarterback? It's Ryan Leaf, of course. Right. And they were actually reminding people, which I didn't remember, because it was in his third game of the season of his rookie year. He went one for 15 uh, with, a, with a few interceptions, uh, only four passing yards or something like that, minus 12. But then it was, he was coming off two decent games because his first two games, apparently. I don't even remember him being good in any game. He had to have not been terrible at some games. No, I, yeah, but I mean also, too, I don't, who was watching Chargers games either at that point? Yeah. And that's also back in the day when this was way before, you know, the red zone and all this other stuff, too. Yeah, he was, he was not good. So there you go. Ryan Leaf made uh, made another show. Awesome. So what are, what are we hoping? So we should come up with a topic for next week if the Patriots don't give us something to talk about. <laughs> um, I mean, ESPN came out with their their inaugural their inaugural class of uh, of uh, who they would have put in the. British Premier League Hall of Fame, which is was supposed to start this year and it's been put on hold. Okay, uh, but other than that, I mean, is there is there like a a fun topic you want to do in terms of like who are the worst multiple time All Stars or uh, or oh, that's on the bad side or on the good side or whatever? Oh, by the way, I I have a bunch of my article ready to go in terms of the um, who's uh, redoing the NFL Hall of Fame since nineteen ninety nine. Awesome. So it's not quite it's not quite finished, but I might as well give you a part of it. Sure. So if you want to just you want me to throw a few of those your way, then we could always talk about that as well as to yeah uh, who should have been in it and stuff like that. So I'll I'll, I'll get you I at least get you the first five years I've gone over and over and I'm pretty happy with them. Yeah, and no, that sounds can, fantastic. We can always go from there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a topic there. So. I'm thinking something. I know a lot of. I know it's sort of been done to death, but it's always the Mount Rushmore of good. Maybe the Mount Rushmore of bad. Maybe actually, someone said today that 
Dead. Oh, I got it. Uh, but yeah, go go ahead, and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I, I was just going to say, someone said today that Jason Witten was on the Mount Rushmore of NFL Hall of Fame, uh, NFL tight end. Mm. And I thought that was interesting. If there are only four of them, and you have, you know, Gonzalez, you know, Ditka, and a few others, it's like, are you really Austin Newsom? Is he really the fourth guy? Because that is about true. But anyway, continue. All right, so here, here's what I got. Now, I was thinking about doing this as an article for uh, my 10 drunken observations, but I remain sober because you can't, A, you can't buy beer, and B, I don't know. Now, I'm, now it's almost like a personal competition to myself. 32 days sober, which anyone who knows me knows that this is very incredible because I've also been known to do 32 drinks in a, a two-day period. And I will again. Who am I kidding? My kid, my kidney and liver right now are going like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, so I, I think I'm ripping this off. It might either be Family Guy or Simpsons. Uh, probably Family Guy. And they were doing some a cutaway and it was the Mount Rushmore. And then there's George Washington. Like, uh, I, I started the country. Abraham Lincoln. I, I freed the slaves and brought the country back together. Uh, Jefferson, I wrote the Declaration of Independence. And then Roosevelt, I, free, I, I got a squam. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it, and then it, it stuck with me. It's like, okay, so like there's a Theodore Roosevelt in lots of foursomes. And, it, and we can do this in sports, music, everything. Uh, I'll just throw one right out right now to sort of give an example. So obviously I won't use it. The greatest, but the the biggest Theodore Roosevelt music is Ringo Starr. Yeah, I mean that's the obvious one that comes to mind. Yeah, so we can use it for sport. We can even use it for politics. Like, okay. uh, like maybe. But, 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 hmm? I mean, that's that sounds good. Let me uh, let me think about it. What what? It's, we're just doing the greatest like fourth banana in in sports or music or music. Okay. Yeah, I mean Ringo's the most obvious one. Yeah, I mean it's not like Ringo yeah. was a perfectly fine drummer. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt was a, was a pretty good president. But to be fair, he to be fair, he also set up a national park system. But, that, that's true. Um, but in terms of and also was the one who passed all of the anti uh, anti big money in politics legislation. Uh, or uh, signed that all to law that got knocked out by Citizens United. I think it's a little bit better than giving him credit. Oh, okay. and, and here, well, that, that actually you brought up a good point. Here's probably something you probably didn't know. Canada built our national park system off of the U.S. model. There you go. And a lot of people don't know that. So thank you, USA. <laughs> we, gave, we gave you national parks. You gave us Justin Bieber. <laughs> that may not be anyway, the let's, best let's, trade, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let me let me think about that, man, um, and and we'll we'll see what we can come up with. So we're gonna do like we're gonna do the four best t- the four best fours for each of us. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll just keep it in the nice round number of four. So just things that just sort of like you know, okay, they were good, but I mean, look who they're compared. Look who they're with. Right. Okay. I will. I will. I will get into that. Yeah, and think about it. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, I think we're gone well over an hour at this point. So, just a week where we have nothing to talk about. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> not too, not too bad considering we've never met. That is true. 
We always do a Zoom meeting and actually have a face-to-face conversation, I suppose. We could, but you so. probably won't accept it. <laughs> it's probably true. Although I found out who it was. It's actually Fraternity Brothers. <laughs> so Nice. Anyway. All right, dude, I will talk to you later. All right, stay safe. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, look for new content on the regular from NotInHallOfFame.com, and we hope everyone is staying safe out there. Thanks so much, and check back soon.